Oh You Thought Podcast, the place where you get a heavy dose of positivity, sarcasm, knowledge, and ratchetness. Enjoy the show. Houston, I think we got a problem. Yeah, big money in this bitch if you didn't knew. Big business minus the business suit even I look in the mirror like, is it you? And I say, I must be the hottest if it isn't you. Stay fresh from my top to my tennis shoes. New coupe, no top, big tennis shoes. Never slipping even on the side of a swimming pool. We don't get ridiculed, we get rid of fools. They said I couldn't play football, I was too small. They said I couldn't play basketball, I wasn't tall. They said I couldn't play baseball at all. And now every day of my life I ball. And they say you ain't great until someone assassinate. And I feel like MLK. Yeah, I have a dream to be your worst nightmare. Now meet the boss of this podcast. Hey. <laughs> Premiere show. Episode number one. Oh, you thought. That verse was from Luxury Tax. And the verse is from Lil Wayne. The song is from Rick Ross. And so, yeah, that's just a classic verse that I had to do for my premiere episode of Oh You Thought. And so, yeah, it's definitely like one of my top five, I think, Lil Wayne verses. And I just love it, love it, love it. So, welcome to the show. Oh, you thought that Kendrick Lamar was dropping his album last week. But no, the people at TDE got y'all right on together on Twitter and no the date that he stated in the song um the date was April the 7th where he told y'all to get y'all lives in order it wasn't about the album they were using the date to officially announce that his album is coming out tomorrow on April the 14th so yeah, they really got y'all together. They were not bothered at all by all of y'all being in their mentions saying, where's the album? They like, it's coming, but next week. Oh, you thought, see you clothing. Like, I've been waiting for the official premiere date of my podcast so I can officially drag y'all on my podcast. Now, this is a company that I came across on Facebook, and they promote themselves as being a Christian-based company. And so they were advertising this shirt, His Grace is Sufficient. I thought, oh, this is really dope. I can wear it with my my red chucks or whatever. It's going to be hot. It's going to be popping or whatever. So I ordered my shirt at the top of January or whatever, and... Still haven't gotten my shirt. They don't answer emails. They don't answer phone calls. They got on Facebook like one day and tried to address all these angry people that were mad because they don't have their stuff. And they responded. And then when you try to respond back again, they wouldn't let you respond unless it was positive things or it was a picture of you in their shirt or whatever, which I think like it's just employees wearing the shirts and they're trying to make their business look like it's popping or whatever. And so the so-called one of the managers or whatever hopped in my my instant messenger and tried to make things better, which he did not. Long story short, he talked about getting my money back. I still don't have my money back. Credit card never got 
credited back the money, but it's coming to them. I'm definitely still going to make a report to the Better, uh, Better Business Bureau and it's coming. Like Sometimes it just takes me a, a little minute to get my life in order, but yeah, it's coming to them and I just wanted to make sure that my listeners, like if you see this company on Facebook, see you clothing they try to say that they're christian based or whatever do not buy anything from them because you'll never get your stuff like the people that say they've gotten their stuff it was never like oh they got it within like a week or a couple of weeks at the most it took months for them to get a simple t-shirt so do not buy from them i promise you you won't be happy Oh, you thought, Rachel Dolezal, that I was done talking about you, and I'm not. Um, and the only reason she came back across my <laughs> view or thoughts or whatever, she's promoting a book, and she had a segment or something on some upcoming show where she was talking about the book. And it was one of those things where I was halfway ready to give her a pass because I just felt sorry for her because I just don't understand how can you not like the skin that you are in as far as your background and all that stuff right and so I was almost ready to give her a pass and then one of my favorite podcasts in the world the read they put it back in my brain why I was on team no girl we can't give you a seat at the table because you're a liar. <laughs> and like, that's like the biggest takeaway from this point. Like people are talking about being transracial and all this stuff and about giving her a pass because she was trying to do stuff for our community, which is fine. And I will say as a black person, we always give people passes. We always say, come on, have a seat at the table. Oh, okay, I understand. I understand how it is because we go through so much stuff, right? And so I feel like we're always giving out passes to people that do not deserve them. And so, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable. I have back problems. <laughs> and so I have to move like every five minutes. But um, but no, um, she lied. Remember y'all? Like she lied about having hate mail coming to her house or wherever. Like she was sending the hate mail to herself, y'all. Do y'all remember that? And y'all talking about no. We got to give Rachel Dolezal a, a pass. Like, she just wants to be down on the team. We got to give her a pass. No, this lady is a liar. Um, is it Maya Angelou that said, when people show you who they are, believe them? Boys and girls, she showed us that she was on Team Liar. And so when Crystal from uh, The Reed said that, I said, oh, girl, that's what it was. That was the final straw for me. So no, I don't want to hear anything else about Rachel Dolezal. I don't want to see any other think pieces about her. I don't want to see any other whatever about this lady. Like, just go away and try to love on yourself. Like, and be happy with who you are. Like, you still can do good for the black community and be about that movement, but you don't have to lie. You don't have to say that you were getting hate mail. Like, don't do yourself like that. Like, something's wrong. So with that, I got all that stuff off of my chest, and that's basically where Oh You Thought came from. It's basically like a, a accent point, or I'm proving a point, or I want to rant about something, and you thought I wasn't going to talk about it, so I say Oh You Thought. And so that's where 
the name of this podcast came from. I just kind of just thought about it one day. And so I was like, yeah, that's what I want to call my podcast or whatever. So welcome to the premiere episode of My Creative Baby. That's like my favorite thing that I've been saying since I've been doing like my practice episodes is My Creative Baby. Oh, you thought. And my name is Fallon. And that's F-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas. Houston is like one of the best cities in the world. Like I was born in Louisiana, but I was raised here in Houston. And it's just in me, the culture, the music, everything. So if you've never been in Houston, you're missing out. And so I'm just, I'm fully excited for this movement that I'm trying to create with positive positivity and just talking about things that are important to me. Just a little background about myself, like about this journey. Like I've been listening to podcasts for a few years and it really, it really, you know, came on my heart like last year to do it. And so about seven months ago, I started doing uh, test episodes. I started doing my research. I started putting a plan together as far as to how I was going to make this work. Because in my mind, like I never lose lose at anything. I always learn something and I'm a winner. And so I'm a very positive person and that took work. I still have my bad days, but I have more good days than bad days. And I just, I spread a lot of positive vibes to my friends and loved ones. And I just wanted to spread that on a larger scale. And I also wanted to take the time to talk about things that are important to the black community, important to the community in general. Like anything that I wanna talk about, I'm gonna talk about it on the show, but I do kind of have a format set up or whatever. I'm gonna talk about pop culture because it's there. You see it every day. If you have a phone, it's right at your fingertips. So it's just really no way around pop culture. But there again, I wanna give my spin on pop culture and things that I think people should talk about. And basically, you know, I would get on Facebook and I would do rants. I would share whatever I wanna share. I still share or whatever. I do my positive posts and all this stuff. And I am a Christian too. So those values will be expressed on this show. So it's going to be a balanced show. Um, music is my first love. And so I will talk a lot about music. Basketball is my second love. So I love sports in general and um, basketball and football. So I would do a lot of talking about sports as well. And so all of that will encompass um, and put together Oh, you thought. And so just a couple of like housekeeping things that I'm going to say it once and then I won't talk about it again. But I just think certain things need to be explained so you don't think I'm just like totally crazy when you hear this first episode. And so, um, so yeah, the rapping. So there are two ideas that came from the producer slash best friend of the show. And he thought it would be funny if I would rap every episode because as you hear my voice, I talk kind of proper. Most people call it proper. And uh, yeah, he thought it would be funny if I would rap. And so for the most part, I'm gonna try to do a Texas rapper um, every episode, but I'm also gonna do verses that I just love or I think that are iconic or they fit with what's going on for the week. So I picked, um, 
Lil Wayne's verse from Luxury Tax because, of course, I feel it's a classic verse, classic bars from Lil Wayne. And so that's why I picked that. And so another segment of the show that I have is called Dumb Nigga Shit. And this is another idea that came from my best friend. And basically, it's not holding any one group of, of people in a box. It's for anyone that is doing crazy stuff, dumb stuff that I want to rant about, talk about, or I think it's funny. It's going to it's gonna go in the dumb nigga shit or whatever. And so, yeah, my podcast, like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to talk freely, and sometimes I do cuss. So if you're listening to this at work or in mixed company, make sure you have your, your headphones on because sometimes I do cuss. And then, of course, when I get to the dumb nigga shit, like, you know, so just be aware, be mindful. I just wanted to be open and clear about that. But on this podcast, you're going to see the true, authentic Fallon that only a handful of people really get to see. Um, I am a shy person. I am a really reserved person. But if I'm really close to you, I'm silly as hell. And yeah, and that's where basically these pieces that I'm putting together on this podcast you get to see that if you really know me. So I I just want to open myself up to share myself with other people with the hopes of making you smile, with the hopes of making you laugh sometimes, uh, bringing you information, making you think from a different perspective. Because I think it's also good to always just not think think with your brain. Like you need to be able to view things through the eyes and ears of other people. So I hope... um, You have fun on this journey and enjoy the show. Um, On a serious note, before I jump into the positivity moment of of the show, um, and another thing, to be completely transparent, like I said, I'm a shy person and sometimes I do stutter. And so I'm just going to push through it. Like, I'm going to laugh at myself and I'm just going to push through it. So bear with me. On a serious note, I would like to say RIP to Charlie Murphy. Um, He passed away yesterday, so I definitely want to say um, prayers up for the family. And I just want to say thank you to Charlie Murphy for providing a lot of laughter to so many people. I just know, like, for me, like, the whole Dave Chappelle movement and the skits that you participated in were just iconic classic and you're a great comedian and I was definitely sad to hear about the news of your passing so there again I would like to say RIP to Charlie Murphy a positive mind equals a positive life when you get rid of all the negativity that is the ultimate glow up it's time for the positivity moment of the show positivity moment of the show um i actually got this quote from twitter um i follow uh childish um gambino uh he's always giving out these like little gems like all through the day and i'm so happy that i decided to uh to follow him and um basically it says um, spread kindness kindness in any way possible. Remember, it's a form of charity. 
Whatever you do will come back to you some way, somehow, someday. And I just just thought like a lot of people need to get this in their spirit or whatever. Like you should always want to just do nice things for people. Even if it's just opening a door for a stranger, you know, like making sure your friends are okay, making sure your family is okay. Like you should have it on your spirit to spread love and kindness to the masses. And there again, going back to like the reason why I want to do this podcast is because I want to spread peace and love and happiness. And so hopefully, um, like I said, this will provide that that format or platform rather to to do that for just more people than like my Facebook friends and my friends in general or whatever the case may be. So spread kindness in any way possible. Remember, it's a form of charity. Whatever you do will come back to you some way, somehow, someday. Let's go ahead and jump into the hot topics of the week. And so um, over the past weekend, uh, Tupac was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yay. I know a lot of people, you know, this is their all-time favorite rapper. He's definitely one of the greatest rappers ever. If you don't know his catalog, shame on you. We cannot be cool. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely inducted into the Rock and, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and definitely one of the stories surrounding this, which I feel like got more press than actually hearing about Tupac being inducted, was the outfit that T.I. had on when he was paying his respect or whatever for Tupac and performing a song or whatever. But yeah, if you haven't seen the outfit that T.I. had on, just Google it and it's funny, but he's wearing the exact same outfit that Tupac had on. So I don't know why people were really trying to come for T.I., but they did come for T.I. And so, yeah. Also, over the weekend, Lil Wayne announced that he's with Rock Nation. Now, we have to go back in time because I felt like a few years ago, he announced he was with Rock Nation and he threw up the rock. And I feel like every time... We hear about him at a concert. He's saying F cash money and he's talking about Rock Nation or whatever. So after I saw the the press or whatever or the 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 post on social media over the weekend, like I'd never seen anything else about it. I haven't heard official confirmation from Rock Nation saying, Yeah, we finally got the deal together, like Lil Wayne is with us. I haven't seen anything like that, so I think this was just Lil Wayne doing Lil Wayne again and just saying he's with Rock Nation. I would love to see him with Rock Nation so he can go ahead and get out of that stupid deal with Cash Money and maybe try to get 
what he deserves, but we shall see how that turns out. And then, like I said, in one of my other episodes, somehow, some way, J. Cole will always appear on my podcast. And so on April the 15th, Saturday on HBO, he is releasing um, For Your Eyes Only, a Dreamville film. And of course, with me being a J. Cole super fan, I can't wait to see this on Saturday. So this weekend should be really good. Uh, it's Holy Week. Kendrick Lamar drops on Good Friday tomorrow. We have J. Cole on Saturday. We have Easter on Sunday. So this should be a good weekend, right? So with that, I just said Kendrick Lamar is dropping his new album, Damn, tomorrow, April the 14th. And if I'm not too tired after recording, maybe I'll be like one of the cool kids or whatever and stay up and wait for it to drop at midnight on Apple Music or whatever so I can get my life together and already know what's going on with that, but I doubt it. The 35-year-old in me probably won't let that happen. But I definitely will uh, be listening to that tomorrow. And I might even go buy a hard copy because he's dropping a hard copy of the album as well. And so I'm really, really happy about that. And I just want to touch on the whole issue that came along with the single Humble. And I just didn't understand the backlash from women. Um, I think... Most of the backlash came, and I'm just going to speak on what I've heard. I'm going to speak from my personal view on how I feel about what he said in the song. I feel like it came from the females that felt like, ain't no man going to tell me what I can do with my body, whether it's me going to get surgery done so I have this big old butt, or me not using a filter or me showing my natural hair like ain't no man gonna say it's okay or not okay for me to do either or so that's why i felt like it was one of those things like it was these it was just women that didn't want to be told anything and i'm just like really when has kendrick lamar ever been negative towards women he's always been one of the positive rappers for women right and so he's telling you that he's tired of seeing the Photoshop. He wants to see more natural. So you girls and boys, you went out there and drug up a picture of his longtime girlfriend that he's been with since like high school, I believe. So what are we saying? Like, this is somebody he really knows or whatever. And so, no, just stop it. Let's just stop that narrative or whatever. Like, we can't be mad when men are out here saying what they should have been saying like years ago. You're in your feelings because you went out here and had your surgery and all this stuff. And now you can't go back and reverse it because you don't have the money to go back and reverse it. So now you're in your feelings, right? That's what it really is because either way, you should be confident within yourself. Like if you decide you want to go have surgery so you can have a bigger butt, for example, you should be 100% confident in that no matter what anybody says, no matter if the trend is no longer cool, like you're still going to be confident because that's what you wanted and see that's the thing like you have to be mentally stable before you go and get surgery done because of things like this you want to go back and reverse it that's the whole issue right for those that are mad that had surgery the whole filter thing or the photoshop thing i'm not a fan of photoshop but i i do use filters and it's not because 
I'm trying to hide anything or, you know, I don't like the way I look. I use a filter because sometimes it just simple, simply makes it pretty. <laughs> like the color or something of the filter just makes you look even prettier. And so when I heard that line or whatever, like I didn't feel any kind of way because I'm still being my authentic self at the end of the day. I don't have any surgery done. I don't have a problem taking pictures without a filter. So I was with the song. I was with everything in the song. So for those that got bothered, like I think you have to do some self-inventory and, and say, why are you really upset? That's all I'm saying. And so another thing about me, um, my, my uh, degree that I have is in psychology. And so, of course, I want to talk about mental wellness and things that deal with psychology from, you know, every now and then. And so I was on my favorite app, Tumblr. <laughs> and one of my favorite accounts on Tumblr is um, psychology to go And they had a study about how to spot a liar. I thought, oh, this would be good for the first episode because I feel like on a day-to-day, -day, so many people deal with liars, professional liars, and all kinds of liars, right? Just lie when the truth will do. And so about 60% of people lie at least once during a 10-minute conversation. And on average, they would tell two to three lies. And I'm just like, wow. It's really easy for people to lie then. It's like 60%. And like I pride myself on being honest and all this stuff. And I'm guessing the 60% of people that they say lie that tell the two to three lies within 10 minutes, it must be something like you're just putting like a little extra sauce on your, your story that you're telling. Like we all do that, right? So that's considered a lie because it's not the truth. You're pumping up your story to make it sound interesting, sound funny, whatever the case may be. And so, okay, I'll go with that stat or whatever. And so the most common lie told by both sexes is nothing is wrong, I'm fine. And I'm a chronic user of that, especially like when I feel like you should know that something is wrong or if I feel like it's really not not that important that it would start a fight, that kind of thing. Like if I feel like I can just get over it, then yeah, I'm gonna say nothing is wrong, I'm fine. Just to move on or whatever. So I'm definitely with that. Um, one of the ways to spot a liar, um, a liar will use indirect statements. And the example they gave in the study, it definitely directly correlates with an episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And Kirk, or whatever, we find out he has a baby outside of Rashida, right? And on the episode that we find out, he says this statement. Does it look like I have a baby with her? Playboy. Like, what are you saying? Like, that was a good one. That was a really good one. I'm being hella sarcastic. Like... Who says something like that? A liar. Does it look like I have a baby with her? And like, it's crazy. Like I've had people ask those kind of questions to me because when people ask questions like that, I always find that they're deflecting because they're using that time to deflect so they can think of something crazy to say, right? Something to make you think that, that they're telling the truth, right? And so you got to watch that. So that's definitely a trigger. 
and they will also speak more than necessary these people that tell those elaborate stories when they're uh, telling you what happened during the day you just know she lying or he lying he must really think I'm stupid. She must really think I'm stupid. Like those that just go overboard and they just talk, 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 talk just to tell a simple story. Also, you can study the body language of the person. Like, okay, they'll have like a stiff appearance. Uh, they're touching their face, their throat or their mouth. You know, that classic like, wow. And then they touch their face like, wow. Oh, you, you tripping. You really going to believe that person over me? Wow. <laughs> I think that's like the popular reaction from a guy that is lying. Like, and it's been, I, it's like this meme that's been going around for a little while or whatever with the whole wow reaction or whatever. I'm just like, I've been having that reaction done to me since I was like 19. So there's nothing new um, about that with me. Um, they also avoid eye contact. That is nothing new, and I knew that before going into psychology. Like, if someone can't look you directly in the eyes, like, they're lying, they're hiding something, they don't want you to see into their soul. People say that your eyes are like the gateway to your soul, and I'm one of those people, sometimes I'll say, look at me, <laughs> so I can see if you're telling the truth. Like, I'm one of those people, like, I need to look you in your eyes when we're talking about something that's important. And if you can't do that, something's wrong. Um, a liar, they may also touch their chest and everything. And this is an easy one. They get defensive. If nothing is wrong, if you're not lying, why in the hell are you getting defensive? Why? Why, why, why? <laughs> if you're not lying, you shouldn't give me that wow I thought we were better than that fouling reaction. Like, no, you shouldn't You shouldn't do that, right? Because you're telling the truth. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, so that's how you can spot a liar. And I thought also with me talking about spotting a liar, I could bring up one of my favorite TV shows that I feel like maybe a lot of people that I talk to are sleeping on. And this show is definitely filled with liars and crazy people and the show i'm talking about it comes on hbo and it's called girls and it's on its final season before it is done and this season has been really really good um if you haven't seen this show i i would advise you would start from season one and go to the current season so you can really catch up on the craziness and get to know these characters Hannah is just, she's the main character of the show and she is my favorite character because she really doesn't care at the end of the day about a lot of things. And I love the narrative that they present through her character of Hannah of not caring about body image. Like if you wanna see someone that's totally free and loves themselves in this, imperfect body in regards to the standard of beauty that America has placed on our hearts watch this show and watch Hannah put on a two-piece bathing suit take she takes her clothes off and she's completely naked 
on episodes like she does not care like and she's silly she's smart she's a writer she's witty so she's strong and she's also like she's strong smart but sometimes she's just not aware and um i think all of the characters like i said they're all crazy and they all touch on things that we probably deal with or whatever right in our day-to-day life or at some point during our lives and i just love the way that basically it's like exaggerated like on a thousand basically like i feel like (laughs) some of the stuff goes to the extreme um one of her good friends of marty like she's all about self like everything seems to to end up being about marty even when something tragic happens to like one of her friends, it's still about Marty. And we all have a friend like that, whether you want to admit it or not. We all have a friend like that or a family member like that, where you can't even go through what you're going through because she's saying, uh-uh, let's just go ahead and bring it back to me because I'm important. <laughs> that is Marty. And towards the end of this season, we see Marty finally realizing that It's not always about her. She did some self-inventory and she was able to figure out like, hey, maybe something is wrong with me because I keep thinking that everything is about me and it's not. And so, see, I don't want to give too much away in regards to the show, but if you've been hearing bad things from people about the show, I think that they are wrong. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about the show and that's why I started watching the show and I loved it from like day one like I felt like I binge binge watched like the majority of all the seasons in like a week or two because it was just that good and so it's like 30 minutes each episode or whatever but it is very very good so if you haven't checked out the show girls check it out Houston um, this is going to be a segment of the show where I highlight things that are going on in the city of Houston and so I want to talk about some concerts that are going on uh, this week in Houston so tomorrow night the Isley brothers will be in town and I wish I would have um, wish I would have known about this sooner because maybe I could have planned it out in my fun budget to go see the Isley Brothers because they're definitely an iconic group, iconic music, and they're definitely like a bucket list set of people that you should go see or whatever. And so also Willie Clayton will be in town on Saturday the 15th. And then I also saw um, this it looks like a fun event. Um, if you like macaroni and cheese, <laughs> they're having a mac and cheese fest on Saturday the 15th um, from noon to 4 p.m. at the Silver Street Studios. And they're going to have food, drinks, music, and games. And so if you are into macaroni and cheese, they're going to have more than macaroni and cheese. But 
If you're into just being outdoors and having fun, check it out. But yeah, if you if you're into good music, check out the Isley Brothers and Willie Clayton. If you don't know who Willie Clayton is, look him up. Check out his catalog. So yeah, that's so Houston. What are y'all listening to? This is a part of the show where I go through what's on my current playlist. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of songs, but I'm going to give you some songs that stuck out to me. And I feel like, yeah, that you need to listen to. One of the songs I already brought up earlier in the show. It's from Kendrick Lamar and it's called Humble. It's off of the album Damn. And I'm just going to play a little bit of that so you can get this in your spirit. Like if you're not a Kendrick Lamar fan, I'm going to need you to get to know Kendrick Lamar. Once again, that's Kendrick Lamar, Humble, off of his album, Damn. So go ahead and check out his album tomorrow, April the 14th. Um, And just check out his catalog, like I said before. Um, Next up on the list is Alina or Elena Baraz, and the song is called Electric. So that's electric. And so next up on the list is Bryson Tiller. It's called Let Me Explain. And I was very happy to hear this single because I was a little bit afraid with him preparing for his next album, what the vibe was going to be like. But um, I'm going to play a little bit of Let Me Explain. It's been a long time. I guess I just missed all of that. So yeah, check that out. That's Bryson Tiller. Let me explain. Uh, next up on the docket is um, Sabrina Claudio, and it's called uh, Confidently Lost. Let's see if I can find it and play a little bit of that. Her whole album or EP 
it's really jamming. Like I've heard a few songs off of it, so just check her out in general. Um, Sabrina Claudio. Yeah, so check her out. And then last up on the list for this week, I have Jay Prince, and it's from the Smile Good album. And the song is called Episodes, um, but the whole album is jamming. So check him out, and this is Episodes. So yeah, I just like the vibe of his whole album. So if you like that little snippet, check him out. It's from the Smile Good album, Jay Prince. So check him out. So my top five for the week is going to correlate to Tupac going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so I decided to do my top five um, Tupac songs. And so at number five, I have Two of America's Most Wanted. If you don't like that song, there again, do your Googles, boys and girls. If you don't like that song, we can't be cool. Number four, Thug Passion. And let me also explain, like, yeah, I picked five songs, but Tupac's, like, catalog is just so ex ex extensive that it's hard for me to, to pick five songs. So, so, yeah. If you don't agree with them, I don't care. This is what I like. <laughs> Number three, To Live and Die in L.A. And I picked that one because I just recently heard it and it made me like, it gave me that feeling of when I first heard the song, the vibe of the song, like it's one of my favorite Tupac songs or whatever. And so that's why I put it on the list. Number two, Brenda's Got a Baby. Iconic song, classic song. If you don't like this song, something is wrong with you. And number one, I'm going to play a little bit of this one because I think this is such a good positive song that, and this is um, also, you know, a, ca a quality of a classic song if it can relate to back then when a song originally came out to now. It's definitely a classic song. So number one for me is Keep Your Head Up. And yeah, I just love the whole song or whatever. But you know, that line in the song, we got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. Marinate on that and listen to a little bit of this. 
I just 100% like just love that song. I love the beat. I love what he's talking about. Like as soon as the beat drops, like you can do the little Tupac dance or you can do your cute little two-step now since you grown. <laughs> like it's just a classic song. So if you're not aware of any of the songs that I played, please go check out his catalog. Like go do that. And that's real talk, like, how? How are we going to describe nigga shit if we can't say the word nigga? And so, I'm going to run through a few things that are on my heart for just stupid, unnecessary things. And then I'm going to be done with the dumb nigga shit for tonight. First up on the docket, I'm sure everyone and their mama has talked about this at by this point or whatever and that's the whole United Airlines shenanigans or whatever and I'm just gonna give my two cents on this and move on because we all know what happened was unnecessary and it's just like at the end of the day United you are at fault because you overbooked and if that's your ongoing policy to overbook because that's what I'm hearing in these streets that y'all like to overbook anyway you can't blame anybody for having that reaction because they pay their money to go wherever they're going. And what if he really has somewhere to go? So that's why he didn't stand up when you boys and girls said, we'll give y'all a free hotel room, $800. That's what I'm hearing. This is what I heard from another podcast that I listen to every week. And... So, yeah, y'all come on to the front, whoever wants that. And I'm guessing everyone had somewhere to go because no one got up for that $800. $800 or whatever dollar amount it was, no one got up. So, y'all went to this man. And um, also, from what I heard, that they randomly pick a person whenever they they overbook flights and then they go to that person or whatever. But this this doctor just wasn't having it. And so, another thing that I have a problem with, um, they brought up his alleged past or whatever, which has nothing to do with the other. And sad to say, this is the narrative that we tend to see when things go wrong with my brothers and sisters in the black community. They always want to bring up your alleged shady past, and if your alleged shady past is actually true, it has nothing to do with being treated like a human being. And this man was not treated that way. So that's just my two cents. Stop overbooking and stop bringing up dirt that has nothing to do with what you did. Next up, next up, um, I wanna talk about the whole Syria thing. 
and Donald Trump uh, deciding to drop missiles in Syria. My thing is this. If you want to go on the, the point of you saying that you couldn't get with the whole thing of the president gassing and doing all these horrible things to the citizens there. My thing is this. You've made it 100% clear you don't want other people coming over into our country that are trying to get away from shenanigans like that. So that's number one. So number two, you decide to go over there and send missiles to a place where they were able to operate the next day. So in turn, you wasted millions of dollars that could be spent here in the United States for millions of reasons. And furthermore, and the most important point we're talking about, humanity, humanity is you're not saying that the people in Syria can come over here to get away from that madness. Our borders are close to them. So if you feel bad for what they're going through, how can you not open your doors and say, y'all can come over here? It looks pretty bad for you to say, we'll go over here and mess your country up, but we won't let y'all come over here. So that saddens my heart. And so after that happened, uh, we learned that we sent uh, a bomb over to Afghanistan. And the ironic part about that is, of course, good old Twitter, they, they brought up a tweet of Donald Trump saying that we need to get out of Af Afghanistan, We're wasting millions of dollars. But we went and sent a... Uh, a 300 million plus dollar bomb over to Afghanistan and so yeah I don't get how how that how that works but yeah so I'm bothered by those two actions I'm really bothered by the Syria thing because I feel like the people they need a way out and if we say that we're this kind of country where you can come and achieve your dreams and all this stuff they should be allowed to come over here and the people of america should not be afraid of people uh from other countries because just think about it what if that was you and you need to get out of the u.s and they said that you couldn't come to xyz how would you feel just something to think about so the last thing i want to talk about in dumb nigga shit it involves a singer and actor Tyrese and I'm not going to talk about the petty stuff he's been saying about females about females sleeping around about how a female should a female should look how a female should be comfortable looking or whatever the case may be because I feel like we've heard that a million times from Tyrese I want to focus on what he said about his old band because I guess they I think they broke up after a fight they had earlier this year or late last year, but um, the group TGT. And he had the nerve to get on The Breakfast Club and say that 
he should get paid more money than genuine because of who he is in the acting world or wherever the case may be, which the two don't correlate to the other, right? Because we're talking about a singing group versus your acting career. Number two, you can't play genuine out in these streets like he doesn't have a good catalog. And the funny thing about it, in my car today on my lunch break, they played genuine pony on the radio. Like that song still gets a lot of play. And this is not to throw shade or anything like that to Tyrese because I do like him as a singer, but real talk, what song are they still playing on the radio from Tyrese? I'll wait. They're not still playing Sweet Lady on the radio. Like, okay, I might hear Shame on the radio now, but that's because the album, you know, it came out like last year, right? So I get that. But you have a song like Pony that just, it plays and plays and plays over and over again, and it never gets old. Genuine has classic albums and songs. And not to leave um, Tank out of the conversation, he's very talented in his own right. So when you bring, bring together a super group like that, in my opinion, everything should be split down the middle. Like they all should get equal pay because there again, that's how you have arguments and that's how you get stuff like this. And so you have Genuine and Tank responding on Twitter and Instagram and it's just like that was really whack of Tyrese and he tries to come from this really positive positive place or whatever and he's one of those people I'm trying to give him a pass and say that he probably doesn't realize that he's being negative even with the things that he thinks he's saying that's the truth or he's being real or whatever the case may be like you're hurting your brother's and you did that on a national radio show. Like, that's not high. So, yeah, I I definitely had to talk about Tyrese. Because when I saw that, like, I definitely got really, really mad that he would do that to the group. Because I definitely wanted another TG, TGT album. And we'll probably never get that again. Because they always arguing <laughs> on social media. So, yeah. We must empower ourselves. We must empower ourselves with knowledge. We must not be afraid of knowledge. Knowledge is free. Knowledge will always be here. We have to know where we came from so we can stand firmly in where we are going and have the boldest confidence. That is a Fallon Creighton quote. <laughs> Dropping jewels. So it's that time of the show where I share some black history, I talk about black businesses, I talk about something that's going on in the black community period currently, and I want to talk about an actor that was brought to my attention through a conversation um, with one of my friends or whatever, and his name is um, Stefan Fetchit. I hope I'm saying his name right. Stefan Fetchit. And 
that's his name that he that he went by in the acting world but he was born as Lincoln Theodore Monroe Andrew Perry let me just say I'm tired y'all <laughs> um, but yeah um, and so the conversation came up through a phrase that my friend said that people used to say using this man's name Stephen fetch it and so he became popular in the 1930s by playing the laziest black person in the world. Can you imagine being known for, for playing the laziest black man in the world? And basically, he would act like he was being lazy, so he would get the white people to do his work. And so basically, the discussion with my friend we were basically talking about the trickle-down effect of that narrative on our people today and throughout history, right? How people look at Black people as being lazy. And I'm just like, people just really have no clue how you can see something over and over again. You can hear it verbally over and over again. And somehow, some way, you start to believe that about yourself or your people right and somehow some way you can take on this story that other people have put on you and now you just go along with the program right it's like one of those things like well they think i'm lazy anyway so i'm gonna be lazy so i could understand now how that narrative could be passed down all these years when you come across um this man right here and so a lot of people in the acting world in general thought that he was a sellout. Um, he became a millionaire by playing this kind of role in Hollywood, right? So, became a millionaire. And so, I definitely feel like he sold his soul or maybe it was one of those things like, well, they given me the opportunity. So, I'm going to get to the money. I don't care what people think. All money is good money in this scenario, right? If you take the money. And for me, like I just feel like I couldn't sell out like that because let's push it a little bit deeper. He got that rich because let's just let's be real. They were like, oh my gosh. So now we actually have a black man that can play this role instead of us dressing up in blackface. And we'll pay him all this money. We'll laugh at him. But he'll be paid, though. He'll be good, though. And so a lot of people, um, a lot of Black Americans started looking at him as an embarrassment for perpetrating that neg negative stereotype or whatever. And so even with that being said, he became the first Black millionaire as an actor he was also the first black actor to receive a feature screen credit in a film. So, I mean, he got to the money, he got notoriety and everything, but at what cost? Would y'all be okay with basically selling your soul in order to get to the money? Because I'm pretty sure people still do that today. And so, there again, like that's why I always say it's so important to know your history. So that way you know where you're going. And so this is definitely a good example of that or whatever. Because it kind of just blew my mind the conversation that I had based on learning 
about this man. And so, so yeah, that blew my mind <laughs> for that night or whatever. Um, with that, um, we are at the end of the first episode, the first premiere episode of Oh You Thought. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I apologize in advance or at the end for all my nerve nervousness and stuttering and all that greatness or whatever the case may be. But I hope you truly, truly enjoy the four episodes that I've taken the time to work on to bring to you. And I just really hope that you enjoy this whole movement that I'm trying to put together. So how do you get in contact with me? Um, on Instagram, you can follow me at OUThoughtFallon. Again, you spell my name F-A-L-L-O-N. I'm on Twitter, pretty N smart 81 That's pretty, the letter N, smart 81 You can email me at OUThoughtFallon at gmail.com. You can go to my website, OUThoughtFallon.com. And just make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, Wherever you can subscribe, please do leave comments on iTunes, like it, download it, listen to it over and over again on iTunes. Please, please, please repost, retweet, share, share, share. And I just want to give a couple of thank, thank yous on the first episode. Um, I want to say thank you to the producer, uh, my best friend, Mose. Thank you. Um, I want to say thank you to my sister, Del, Derek, Jerome, Tony, and a big thank you to C-Note of the Botany Boys for allowing me to use a piece of his song, Hold It Down. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of Houston love, and I will remember that forever and a day. And so I just appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I'm about to go to bed after I work on uploading this last episode. But yeah, remember to glow up, bless up, stay prayed up, and hold it down. Hold it down.